Good evening, folks. Welcome again to the Will and Dave Show. Uh, quick little content advisory tonight. Today, obvi- er, for, for reasons which we'll get into, we're going to be talking about comedy and, by extension, kind of what is okay and not okay with comedy. And we're going to get into a lot of uh, touchy subjects, but specifically some language. There's probably going to be more language uh, in this episode than, than you're usually used to. So we just want to be want you to be aware of that as we get into it. Hello, William. Hello. How's it going? Well, as you can probably see from the shine on my head, I may or may not have got a little bit of sun at the pool today. <laughs> it's it's hard to see because my lights are white. I also got a bit too much sun on a on a hike up to a waterfall today. I look at us go. I may or may not be be sporting aloe vera over on my shoulders <laughs> in the back of my neck. <laughs> I truly am a redneck today. You're, you're a, toast, a toasty boy. Or you could say I'm one hot smith. But mm, Yeah, not. but I'm not going to be the one to say it. I'll leave that to mom. <laughs> I'll leave that to her. She can say it if she feels the need to. There you go. Speaking of your mother, mm-hmm. who is one hot smith. Hi, I'm Susan. I think that in all the world, there's nothing quite like the coziness of a handmade quilt. So I'm on a mission to spread that love as far and wide as I can. If you're a quilt maker, I offer long arm quilting services and I accept work from anywhere in North America. If you already know how to make quilts and you want to learn how to machine quilt them yourself, I have a number of classes and lots and lots of tutorials available that can help you with that. And if you don't want to do any of those processes, you just want to go straight to having the quilt with no delay, I do have a number of fully completed quilts available for sale as well. So details on all of those things can be found on my website, www.stitchedbysusan.com. Well, I've got to get back to quilting, so I'm going to let you get back to the Will and Dave show. Enjoy. Look at you at the smooth transitions. Ooh, Ooh. baby. And while we're at it... If you want to support the show, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Will and Dave show, which for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help support us in our efforts to make and grow the show. And since I get all the money, I may or may not, when I can visit you in a month, I may just buy William a coffee with all that money since it all comes to my bank account. I would appreciate that. That would be nice. <laughs> support my caffeine addiction, please. You don't even drink coffee do you at work i do i don't drink it on the weekends but at work i drink like two or three cups a day over the course of the day well you're working with my brother so yes you would because he has an iv for his this is true he constantly has a fresh pot going so yes, he does. there's always coffee there and it's good coffee so i drink it there you go how's work going good it's it's going good this week has been hot. brutally hot yes brutally hot um, but other than that, it's going really, really well. So if it makes you feel any better, mm-hmm. Mallory was telling me that his air conditioner in his office, it blows right on him and it couldn't keep up. So I yeah. asked if he had an air conditioner blowing on each one of the floor staff. <laughs> no. No, on, I want to say, I think it was Thursday. He was like, yeah, I had to turn it down. It was getting too cold. And I was like, <laughs> funny, Mal, funny. Hey, I think you're a, you're a funny guy. I think your sister's watching. Ooh. Hello, Allison. 
Hello. So, yeah, so it was a bit toasty up there this week. Broke records across Canada and in, in this town specifically. Well, here as well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been wild. But nobody so how nobody here's prepared you got? for it. Um, in the sun, in the sun, I think we had a thermometer showing 43. Yeah, where we worked this week, yeah, it was 43 and a half. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of used to dealing with that heat from Ontario, especially in Ontario, it's a lot more humid, but not many people have AC here. So like every store, every store was just wiped out. Every fan, every AC unit, everything were gone for, there's nothing left. So I meant to tell you, you could have gone out to the ranch. I have like a hundred fans out there. You could have been rich. (laughs) Thanks. I forgot. Too little. Too late. Isn't I could have still- I could have funded the podcast for years Isn't it with the sales hot? of those fans. Eh, not that hot. Today is like twenty something. Oh, that's it's cloudy high. today. No. The beauty of the north, though, is that your evenings are still a little bit on the cooler side. Are they not? They're supposed to be this week. It wasn't this week. Like this this last week, yeah. most evenings were still well above twenty five. Like oh wow, there there was there was not much escape from it. I mean, I'm lucky that the place where I'm living now does have an AC unit. It's a small right. one, and it, it can barely keep up with the whole house, but at least right. it ex- is here. It helps. It's like if I need a reprieve, I go stand in the kitchen right in front of it and, right. you know, deal. But Gotcha. It was it was pretty rough. First world problems. First world, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a week of news, William. Yeah. yeah we, have, we have a lot of things we want to touch on this week. So Where do you want to start? We, well, before we get to the headline, which is comedy and cancel culture. Yes. And is it really funny if it's offensive? Yes. I'm just going to run some headlines, and we're just going to talk about a few of them and see what, what Bring it transpires. On. Let's First do it. one is in your neck of the woods. Litton BC oh, yeah. was destroyed by fire. I don't know a whole lot about this one. I just found out about it like last night. But yeah, a town was like there one minute, gone the next. Yeah. Because of how wet and dry or how uh, hot and dry it was. It just like gone. Gone. That's ugly. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. There there are pictures like same day pictures of that town. They're just town there, town not. Okay, let's go on to the next one. This was in Canada again. No pride in genocide. Uh, we don't want to celebrate Canada Day. I have very, I don't want to say mixed feelings. I have lots of feelings from a lot of different angles around both like specifically the the, the boycotting of Canada Day celebrations, but also just that whole movement in general. Because like the movement, they should be pissed. I mean... We're, we're getting concrete evidence that so many children died at these schools and were just chucked and buried and, and never talked of again, and never talked about again. And it's, that's, it's, it's genocide. And it's, it's genocide that was at least loosely supported by the government, but definitely supported by the Catholic Church at the time, or, or at least covered up by them at, a, at an absolute minimum. This and is one of the lawyers uh, who tweeted, Today I celebrate failure to eradicate indigenous peoples coast to coast to coast. We are here. We are strong. 
Hmm? Obviously a tongue-in-cheek, angry quote. Yeah. I think I think a good portion of the outrage, or from you know, my point of view as a white guy who has been affected by this absolutely zero, mm-hmm. um, I think a good put chunk of it is the lack of acknowledgement coming from the Canadian government and from the Catholic Church. I mean, we're not surprised that the Catholic Church is not talking about it, but I'm a little bit surprised and bent out of shape that that the current liberal government isn't isn't doing something not necessarily like because he can't do much to fix it but at least being fully acknowledging and and trying to engage in conversation trying to put a lean on the catholic church i think we've done so much as ask politely that the catholic church apologize i think that is the extent of what our government has really done which is pretty pathetic so I have a number of viewpoints on this, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the first one I have is where do you end with the I'm sorry for the past? How far back your do guess you go? Is, your guess is as good as mine. Well, this isn't very far back. Well, That's no. kind of why this one is, is special, is this is not that long ago. Well, it's more raw, yes. Yeah. And my question is not if, although it's a natural end of my question but how far back do you go do you go back a month do you go back a year and we'll touch more on this a little bit later Mm. but how far back in in looking for for how to make it right how far back do you go that's that's a good question speaking of that i don't know this is a store in baltimore is a target yeah that opened up in 08 in a black neighborhood and it, in 18 it it closed and this one of the pastors in the area who made the statement when the when the store closed it was like saying you're not worthy after all and i mm-hmm. wonder at the is it race or was it just they weren't making any money so they had to close it? I am going to go out on a limb here and assume that Target being a large business got rid of it because it wasn't making money. That's what I'd bet. If it was making money, they'd have kept it regardless of the reasons or purpose. Like obviously a store like that where they're putting a social worker in it and putting an effort in to hire from the local community and everything they're obviously trying to make some sort of, of, of statement and and uh, example with it, which is great. But if it's costing them exuberant amounts of money, they're not going to they're not going to keep it up forever. And it was it's not like it was like a here one day gone the next. That's twenty eight two thousand and eight two thousand fifteen seven years. Well, eighteen actually. It'd be, it'd be ten years. I'm sorry, ten years. So like yeah, ten years. If if it wasn't turning a profit in ten years, that's that's what a business would do is get rid of it. And when you I, read I the history of the store in this article, it says that as an as a, as an employer, it catered to the community needs, making a a point of hiring black men. Yeah, that's what I mean, like it was hiring from the community. They Provided had a social worker. A social worker, like yeah. I don't think this is an organization who didn't care about the community. Yeah, I mean, I think targets. I don't want to speak too heavy-handedly about Target, but they seem to be regularly on the forefront of progressive social change as a corporation. They seem to regularly be kind of trying to step ahead of stuff. And this is 
a good step ahead, but if it's costing them buttloads of money, it, at the end of the day, it's a company. It's going to get rid of it. I doubt there's anything to do with it being a black community. I I would agree with you. Uh, your favorite. How, how, how dare you agree with me? Your favorite. I mean, are we surprised? So before so we... To, to those okay, of you who aren't allowed, watching... Okay, you're to, not to, allowed to, those, to quote your tweet. You can't say the same <laughs> thing as you tweeted this week. Sorry. Okay, great. Not allowed. So, quickly, for those of you who aren't watching the live stream, the headline is, First thing, criminal charges brought against Trump family business. The Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg have been charged with an audacious illegal payment scheme, plus uh, oh. the 10 best pop star career changes. I don't know what that's supposed to be about. <laughs> what article is this, Dave? <laughs> this is from The Guardian. I don't know. I think it's multiple articles under the headline. But yeah, so the Trump organization and a person or persons attached to it are, are the CFO, you know, having actually. charges. CFO are having yes. charges levied at them for all manner of illegal payment stuff. And So I to mean, be clear, I'm going to... I'm going to hone in on what the charges were. It was for Please tax do. fraud, basically. Right. So they're right. going after, essentially what they're doing is doing what they did with Al Capone. Right. They're looking for tax fraud, and that will give them access to everything else. Right. So that is the... Smart. From I, like a, like from, from the DA, DA? No, prosecutor. District prosecutor, I'm assuming. Yes. So it is interesting in the article, in another article I read, this is an, this is an opening movement in a chess game. Mm-hmm. And the end goal is actually is Mr. Trump himself is the end goal. This I is would, sort of I a, would think so. a way to get around. And it's never been done before that we sue an ex-president. Right. I mean... He's already on the short list of presidents that have been indicted or attempted to have been indicted. Yes, so, attempted would be the best word for that. Yeah. So I mean, are we surprised? We've kind of been we've kind of been knowing that Trump's going to be locked in litigation for the rest of his living life because of the things that he did and said during and been in the lead up to his presidency. Yes. Like, I, I imagine he's going to be locked in litigation until he dies and possibly past that. <laughs> That no amount of litigation again levied against him is, is going to surprise me at this point. And one more uh, story for this week, while we're uh, before we get into the next story, actually, yeah. fun little kind of addendum to that. Yes. So the rapper whose name I cannot remember, uh, that one of the one of the last guys that Trump pardoned before he left office, a video of him has been making the round on Twitter lately yes. of him literally just throwing ten grand off the side of a boat into the water. And everyone's like, "Woo! Trump pardoned him." It's on brand, guys. So it's look really... for the rapper who's throwing money in the water. What? You want me to look for him right now? No, no, no. I'm telling our audience. If you want to know who Will's t- is talking about, just Google the rapper I'll, throwing I'll money in the water. I'll find his name. I can't remember his name. It's okay. Man. You don't have to. It gives them something no. to do in all their spare time. They can I'm gonna, YouTube I'm gonna him. Find him. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to find the name so that it's easy for them to find him. While you talk about uh, Mr. Cosby. So our next one up is Bill Cosby was released from jail on the 30th and his conviction was overturned. Yes. To which a number of folks, i.e. you, have said he's still guilty. He just was not able to be charged. 
and the implication in your in your in your statement is he's guilty, but he's getting away with it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. That, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. The question that I have, and so to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about his about the case. I still I remember Bill Cosby from the eighties on TV mm-hmm. and in his books mm-hmm. and his and his albums. And so I never really relinquished the image I have of Bill Cosby. So I don't know right. much about it. The, the 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 super condensed version is something in the ballpark of I think it was forty plus women came out of the woodwork plus. saying sixty plus sorry yeah. came out of the woodwork saying that he had sexually abused or assaulted them. Yes, and I think they took him to court over three of them. I think it was actually only over one, and they allowed. But it was only one in the end. Yes, and they and they allowed the the, the test. You said you didn't know anything about from, it. I know more than you. Apparently. And they allowed the testimony of five others. There you go. So the, But he's only charged with one, yes. Right. And so him being let out, the technicality that he's been let out being let out on, I don't know how to word the legalese for it, but the long and short of it is that a deal was cut prior to his his uh uh to his trial that some part of it couldn't be used or some part of it couldn't be, he couldn't be uh, uh, charged with. And then that, that's part of what got him put in, in prison, I believe. The long story short is that he's being let out on, on an extreme technicality, a, a failure that the lawyers in the process made. Yes. But the, the actual verdict that was handed down while being struck down still exists. Like, he was still found guilty of the crime. That hasn't changed. They just can't punish him for that crime now because they screwed up. Yes. But here's my question, and it really it doesn't have much to do with Cosby. It has to do with the rule of law. Mm-hmm. So in the past week, I've been listening to a number of podcasts, etc. And one of the the yeah, the themes that came in a number Is this idea that there are innocents in jail over over faulty evidence? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people in prison, and even worse on death row, who get, were imprisoned over faulty evidence through mm-hmm. through rigging evidence, through through making up of evidence, etc. And the thing with Bill Cosby that I I always have found interesting is that. He denied his guilt right from day one. He said he would not, he would not submit to therapy, as he said, "I'm innocent." And he said, "I," he said, "I'll do all ten years. All the affairs I've had were all consensual." Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that he admitted to the affairs and the sex. I got, I don't know what that, what the effect was on his marriage, but. He did not agree that he had done what they said he had done. And there was no real evidence of it other than uh, the word of all these women. Yes. Because apparently in his prime, he was a flandering 
superstar, I guess you'd say. He was. He was a superstar. So, I mean, are we surprised that he slept around as a superstar? No. I guess not. I think the thing with Cosby, I think it hurt him more than anything is his wholesome image. Yes. It 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 killed his wholesome image. Well, it was such a far cry from that wholesome image he, image he had on TV and in his books mm-hmm. and in his albums. You know, get the whole thing with Eddie Murphy. And I'll talk a little bit more about Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy tells that story about how Bill called him up and told him to stop using the F word in his act. <laughs> and uh, and Eddie Murphy told him to have a bowl of jello and shut the fuck up, you know? And, and, you, <laughs> and you look at this and you say, okay, so there's this this image of this guy, which I believe he practiced and he honed that image. I mean, it was a persona to him. It, it was a I mean, tool. It, it, he may very well have been a wholesome person who didn't like dropping F-bombs and acts, but just, you know, like dipping his chip really often. Well, I, those, I, those two things aren't mutually exclusive either. Well, I don't know. He agreed. He he admitted he he did drugs with these women, that he gave them drugs. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Like he did admit these things. So I think, I think his... His wholesome act then is a person was an act. Yeah, you're right. And I think a lot of us we viewed him as his act. Yes. And I, I don't think he ever was. And I think it's almost like he was when an it actor. fell apart. Yeah. Amazing, right? Well Wow. And it it almost it seems the shock of what happened is when he admitted that, yeah, I did this stuff. Hmm. It it sort of it slapped us in the face a bit. We're like, well, then st- stick your ass in jail, buddy, as you must think, be bad. I think it's, I, I get where you're coming from, but I would take that analogy almost a step, not analogy, but that, that example almost a step further in that as soon as he admitted that he'd done all those things and had kept that so tightly under wraps all these years, we're like, well, what else did he do? Like he could have done all these things and we'd never know about it except for these women coming forward and talking about it. And so it kind of our barometer for Bill Cosby telling the truth about what he's been doing and not doing over the years is kind of non-existent. Yes. So in that light, we also, there was a story of Felicia Rashad who had this, who chose to issue an apology over her statement that said, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. And she immediately immediately was pilloried in the news and in Twitter, of course, which is the, the cesspool of humanity. Yes, I get to dive in there every day. You do. Check our Twitter regularly for me shitposting. posting. <laughs> <laughs> And this is one that I, so I don't know who this writer is. And I'll let you read the quote because, because. Which quote am I? Honestly, I'm really upset about Felicia, the writer, Janie Desmond Harris. Howard is the only institution I've ever been associated with that I actually care about. And that has the ability to disappoint or embarrass me. This sucks. So I have a saying. Life's a bitch. And then you die. And then you die. You suck it up. You move on in life. And I feel that we, that our society has got to this point, well, well, I'm hurt. So if I'm hurt and offended, therefore you must have, you must have a punishment of some sort. It's, I mean, it sucks. I, I care about Howard, whatever Howard is this 
university. Howard is a school, I believe, or university, yeah. Yeah, the University of Fine Arts. Like, so it sucks that she doesn't agree with you. She agrees with a a philanderer rapist, if once, you will. Yeah, a once convicted rapist. Yes, yeah, so a once convicted rapist. And she supports him in his innocence. Are we not allowed, and this is going to move ahead, Will, in some of our other conversations a little bit later in the show, but are we not allowed to hold opinions that aren't popular? I think that support of a convicted at the, at the, of a, I'm going to call him a convicted rapist at the support, you know, tweeting your support of a convicted rapist is kind of towing the line on what's, what's a tolerable, I like differing opinion to have. That's like me saying babies are gross and we should just kill them all. Like maybe not a perfect comparison, obviously, but like, no, that's not a good comparison. It's, it's, it's not just an unpopular opinion. It's a bordering on disgusting opinion. Well, now she may think he's innocent, and this this is this is where I'm saying toes the line. She may think he's innocent, in which case her tweet has you know not that bad per se. But to the viewpoint of everyone else who agrees with the who who would have agreed or who who has agreed with the court in their decision initially to convict him, it seems like she is tweeting support of a convicted rapist, which is kind of unconscionable. So actually, her her tweet was a miscarriage. Yes, like I say, she believes that he's innocent. She believes that it was a miscarriage of justice. And And is she not allowed to believe that? I mean, she is, but we're also allowed to be aghast at her disagreeing with the justice system. You know, I'm not saying that I am aghast at her tweet. I'm just saying that people who are aghast at it, there's a reason they're aghast at it, because they view it as her... Uh... So okay, okay. I'm going to read out the question that we just got in 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 the stream chat. Is it ever the right choice to state those opinions online for people to judge without context or equal representation? That's a really good question, and I'm not just saying that because it's my sister that asked it. I don't know if it's ever the right choice, but when you make the choice to ask those questions without context or equal representation, you are inviting criticism. I think that anyone who spent any time on the internet should be cluing into that by now, that putting opinions like that that are against the grain or, or unpopular, you, you are inviting criticism. You're, 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 you're holding the door open and welcoming it in because it's, it's coming whether you want it to or not. So I don't know who Jewel Shepard is, except her argument is she really needs, needs to resign. She's never going to believe in his guilt. I mean, that's overkill, I think. Her ability, to, her, her thinking that Bill Cosby may still be innocent because she may have a misguided understanding of who he is. Maybe she still buys into the whole facade of him being a nice guy. So this but, is a guy who worked, this is a lady who worked with him for for how many years on the Cosby show? I, yeah. It was on for a lot of years. And so I think if anybody knew Cosby in, in a professional sense as a woman, she would have a fairly good viewpoint i would think lots of lots of other women that apparently knew cosby quite intimately disagree with her so i mean do i think she should lose her job over it no yeah no do i think she she can get publicly criticized heavily for it yes because she put the tweet out there she put that opinion out there for the world to criticize and criticize it they did 
I don't think she should lose her job over it because that's that's way too much. Also, thank you for the boom. That's right. So we move on to the headline of the week, which mm-hmm. is cancel culture and comedy. Mm, is comedy dead? Is comedy dead? Are you, are you even allowed to make jokes anymore? Well, are you allowed to make off-color or racist jokes or, or jokes about alternative gender ideas? Are you allowed to do that anymore, or is it all taboo and you risk losing everything it's a very for a joke it's a very nuanced subject have you by chance okay so i know you're going to get into eddie murphy and everything i wanted to bring up a comedian as well yeah surprisingly also a black comedian dave Chappelle. yes have you watched any of his more recent specials on, on no on i haven't i've heard about them he would he was actually recently on the rogan yes he had kind of a Sorry. renaissance in the late the late 2010s because yeah. he I can't remember exactly what happened, but he he heavily fudged some live shows, like coming out higher than a kite, couldn't perform, and all this stuff. Like he, he we thought he had kind of killed his career there, and then he comes out of nowhere with right. these really phenomenal specials, and he he talked about subjects that he should not be getting away with talking about within the the new internet sphere. He you know talked about having uh, having intercourse with a transsexual woman and his reaction to it. But he he does a, he does a couple of things that really set him apart. Partially, I think a lot of it is he talks about himself and his experience or his feeling or his reaction, and not a broader one. But he also, if I remember correctly, I, I could be wrong here. I didn't have time to to pull them up and look at them right before the show because I only thought about this today, like the his, his specific take on this is in his next special, he made a call back to the jokes that he made about uh, a transgender person that he was potentially uh, copulating with. And he corrected himself and then made jokes about it. But he corrected, he he was very self-aware about it. So he both kept the comedy focused on himself and his own reactions and, and joke and, and, and situations. And then he was reflective of it in the future as well, of his own accord. And I think that it sets him apart from just making raunchy jokes, both because of the context that he makes them in, but also because of the the self-awareness that he, he has around it. So he says in a recent interview that he understands the change that people are looking for. But he decries lack of appreciation for the creative process in comedy. Yeah. Words of art. I mean, like, you know me as a pretty progressive thinking person, right? I still really enjoy raunchy comedy. Like, some of my favorite comedy, like, Rick and Morty is dark and and awful. Or what's other examples? Uh, Anthony Jeselnik is a comedian that I thoroughly enjoy and his comedy is exclusively, exclusively cruel and crude, like two line jokes. That's what he does. He does the darkest, blackest, most, most like, Ooh, humor. And he has fun with it and he doesn't catch a lot of flack for it because it's on brand. 
It's on it's brand. On brand. What? It's on brand and it's like he, he does, he delivers his jokes very deadpan, but everyone involved knows that he's telling a joke. Like there's no way, like the stuff that he talks about is so outlandish. There is no way that a person would actually think that way. And, and he doesn't, he just makes jokes about it. And he makes jokes about dead babies. He makes, you know, jokes about you know, sexual assault. He makes jokes about old people dying. He makes all these awful jokes, but everyone understands that he's making jokes. These aren't actual opinions or, or viewpoints that he holds. They're just meant to shock and awe. This is a story with Gloria Steinman over, over whether you can joke about rape. And Gloria Simon was saying, no, you, we really shouldn't joke about rape. Mm-hmm. And the interviewee was saying, no, you should be able to. And she says, no, you shouldn't. And they got to an, to an impasse. And she told her, Sarah, her favorite Sarah Silverman joke, which was, I got raped by my doctor, which for a Jewish girl is bittersweet. It's- it's bittersweet, yes. <laughs> and Gloria Steinman laughed. And she you said, say, see? see? I mean, you know, it, it's this thing that we have this idea of where the line is, and yet we yet we laugh at the line, and then we go home and say, oh, I really shouldn't have <laughs> laughed at that. <laughs> there's actually, there's a good bit in a Jimmy Carr special about that, where he, he does like a series of jokes at the beginning of the show, each one getting progressively more awful. And then when he finally gets a whole bunch of oohs from the audience, he's like, okay, cool. That's the line. Now we know what we're working with. And he continues yeah. this special. Yes. And so, yeah, I, it's not so, to say that jokes like that aren't funny, so Eddie but Murphy are they always is, right? So Eddie Murphy is on record as saying that his raw tour would never make it today. Yeah, I don't think it would. I haven't even seen the whole thing in its entirety, but just from the clips I've seen online when I was looking it up earlier, I, I don't think it would quite cut it today. This is from the same society who looks at... What's that movie you watched years ago that got me in trouble? Your mom was so mad at me. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking. The group of guys who do stupid stuff. Um, Jackass? Yes. The movie Jackass. This is the same society which a group of guys will take a bunch of hot rod cars, stuff them up their ass, and go to the doctor, get an x-ray. <laughs> See, you're laughing. And we laughing. look at jokes. Partially, about- partially due to the way, the, like your, your incredulous way of saying it is part of what makes me laugh, though. And we look at society, we say, so that's funny. That's okay. Because that's self-inflicted pain. But that's we're not, not going that's to not... talk about homosexuals anymore in a in a rude and crude uh, manner. But it also depends on who's telling the joke. A homosexual can get on stage and make jokes about homosexuals. That's fine. Who cares? They can like I can go on and 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 make jokes about straight people, and what are they going to do? Why should it matter if you're gay or straight if you're making a gay joke? I think why should it matter if you're white or black if you're making a racial joke? It's a joke. The very I mean, yes. nature of a joke is that it's and a joke. This comes back to how you tell the joke. And I'm not a comedian and I can't tell you how to dodge those lasers properly. I look at the Jesselnicks and I look at uh we could throw our comment from the live stream up as well. Knowing your audience, I think that is definitely part of it. I think a lot of it has to do with 
the delivery and the air around how they're making a jokes because an Anthony Jesselman can make the awful jokes and he can joke about sexuality and race and, and, and death and all these things. And everyone, nobody walks away from his show being like, wow, he is an awful person. They can be like, wow, he's a dark person. He thinks of some really awful stuff, but it was funny. But we all know it's just, it's, it's purely in the service of generating a laugh without any seriousness or ill intent. And I would agree, Kyle, that. I'm going to throw that one up as well. Does a single comedian really represent anyone else who has a similar visible trait? I don't know, but I, it seems to help them. It seems to help. I don't know if it's a free pass, but it, it kind of gives them a little bit more credence to make jokes in that lane. If they're already in, if they themselves are in that lane. So uh, a black joke, uh, a black comedian can use the N word. A white comedian, you, you could, you are really risking it. Like you, yet, you gotta be real careful. And yet either one of them is able to use the F word. Well, yeah, nobody really owns the F word. That's kind of just for everyone. Nobody, but apparently now we have swear words are owned. By who? Who owns what word? Well, you just said the N word. That's, that's not a normal owned. swear word. That's not a normal swear word. Okay, like that's okay, not. Okay. So now we have special swear words. <laughs> no. We have racial swear words. There, we have swear words. No. Fuck doesn't have a whole lot of uh, social connotation behind it. The Excuse N word does. Excuse me. Not the same way that the N word does. It's not the same. So, and that is where I, I agree. The F word, or I don't agree rather. I'm sorry. I'm not agreeing with you on this. I'm arguing with you on this. Dang it. The, <laughs> the F word for a vast majority of people is not socially acceptable in public. Okay. And yet the, the N word is, so is why, socially accepted wait, wait. for a for a portion of society, it's okay, okay wait, wait, for wait, wait, them wait. to use. Why? Why is it? Why is it not okay for the F? Like, what? What makes the F word socially taboo? It just is socially taboo over what oh, it in over the the meaning of the word and the fact that it is it's a vulgar v- vulgar swear word. Okay, so do you know why the N word isn't as broadly usable? What's the connotation behind not, it? But that's not my point, William. But it's it's my point that no, the history of the word is, is that different. it's only acceptable for for a portion of society. It's like saying yeah. that the F word is okay for those and, between the ages of nineteen and thirty four, and for everybody else, it's not acceptable. <coughs> Excuse me. So that is where I I, I want I want to s- slightly amend my previous statement that you that I, I'm not saying you can't say the N word. I do know. Uh, online personalities who are white who have gotten away with saying it because of <clears throat> certain contextual reasons and saying it in a comedic sense. I'm not going to name them, but it's very, very touchy. It is very, you have to be very careful because you yes. are inviting it an incredible amount of criticism. So let's say you can't do it. It's not impossible, but to do it well and to do it uh, conscientiously so I'm gonna, is tricky. I'm going to put it to you this way. I, I was in a restaurant in Seattle three months ago or four months ago, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So we're at a table in Seattle. We're talking about 
this the issue over these words. And I used the N-word. I said the N-word. And he looked at me, and he agrees with me, except he looked at me, he said, oh, you can't say that word in public here. He said, I mean, anybody heard you, we could be thrown <clears throat> out of this restaurant. Are, are, we, are we giving up our swear word limit for this episode? Are we just like kind of assuming that it's going to get... Well, I don't want to use the, the N-word as it is a bad thing. No, but. no. I was going to use the C-word as another example because <clears throat> that one is kind of... Within North American culture, the C word is generally speaking pretty taboo. Yeah, like it's it's pretty harsh. Yes. Whereas if you go to a different culture, like say, <clears throat> I'm going to use kind of the UK as a general, the UK or Australia, right. it's way more commonly used. Right, much more. It's like like we use the F word, they use the C word, and and they don't seem to care. They'll use it as like a almost friendly connotation. Sometimes I say this like yes. the handful of people that I have met and talked to from those places, I have been there. With don't at me. That all so of a certain this, level is also cultural. That all of this is cultural. Yes, but the, the slight difference, is. the slight difference is that, you know, the F word, the C word, you know, shit and damn, they're all kind of words that humans have been using. The N word has very, it, its birthplace is newer. Its birthplace is from a very not cool part of American history. Now, I don't necessarily buy into the whole people saying it now or reclaiming it. I think it's just become part of their lexicon and they're just, it's just theirs now. But I don't think that if you need to use the N-word to be funny, I don't think you're very funny. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think that I because of the cultural. And say, if, if you need to swear to be funny, you're not very good at what you do. Yeah, but the You're the N word in it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think the N word has such a social connotation, and it's still relatively recent relative to words like you know, fuck shit, damn. Gosh um, darn it! Well, there went our YouTube algorithm. No. It dipped. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, it in real time. <laughs> who was who was the other comedian that po- there was a comedian that helped popularize those words? George Carlin. How, how, why did I have a hard well, time? Well, the other one is Carlin. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Like Andrew Dice yeah. Clay was around in that time of Eddie Murphy Roth. Mm-hmm. He has said, he, I'm not going to do comedy anymore. And I think those people are sad because you could do comedy without cursing like a sailor. It's just some people, that's their brand. And that's, that's the niche that they lean into. And that's fine. So here's my prediction. And I'm just going to read this and get it off the screen because, because I want to go back to a big picture of you. Okay. Thanks. This is Chris Rock, who's who said that this whole idea of cancel culture is making unfunny comedians, unfunny TV shows, unfunny word shows. Everybody's afraid to make a move, and I I do believe that. I think that society has. But here's my theory: mm-hmm. is the fear of cancel culture is is equally in relation to how big you are or your platform. To a point. I mean, you look at the David Dobrik's on YouTube, right? Or you look at David Dobrik on YouTube right now. He got canceled pretty hard. He's fine. It, it's not going to, it's not tanking his career. doesn't matter bet, how harsh the canceling was. I bet it, it did. I, I bet it hurt. It hurt. It hurt yeah. his bottom line. Like, yeah, he lost sponsors, but he's still pulling in tens of millions of views. 
he's still pulling in amazing numbers. He's still making money off the companies that he started, even though he had to step down from the board. He still owns all his shares. He, he, he's not getting tanked because of cancel culture. There's, there's, a, there's like a plateau. Once you reach it, you're kind of uncancelable. Like well, in fully. one sense, it takes your voice away, though. That it does. It, it does takes take your, your voice, voice away. away. As all of a sudden, you can't say what you said before. And I think that that mm-hmm. is the fear I have, is that if people don't agree with you, and it's not a majority of people, it's a minority of people who are yes. vocal on usually social media, mm-hmm. and they say, ooh, the Will and Dave show swore eight times this week. <laughs> we don't like them anymore. And so therefore nobody should listen to yes. Will and Dave show. And this is, yeah. And, and that's the problem with cancel culture is that the, because I'm hurt by it, everyone needs to be hurt yes. by it or because I'm hurt by it. No one should ever have to see this again. And that's an overstepping. I like the fact that it's, it's such a double-edged sword. Cause I like the fact that the people like that we actually have the ability to exercise some level of power over over these sorts of things to exercise some level of responsibility to to people creating content but we've we've way surpassed the responsible level like the responsible use of that power now like we we got the power but we abuse it regularly and i i don't agree with that at all so i don't know if we have the power i think what we have is the voice Right. The, the, There's that, a that small is the power. number of people who have a great megaphone, mm-hmm. either through Facebook or through YouTube or through Twitter, and they say, oh, you should not watch or read or go to XYZ mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you there's the Coca-Cola's or the United Airlines or these huge corporations who say, oh, here's a person who has 80 million followers on Twitter. You better not piss them off. Right. Yeah, and that's and they kowtow to them. With and great power comes great responsibility, and I think that people have abused the power of cancel culture way too much. There have been I, times when it's been used justly, but I think that's overshadowed by the number of times that it's been used just so brashly. It's one of the things that I look at society and we take these things like good example is Mel Gibson. Right. So Mel Gibson has done some stupid things, like yep. some really dumb things. He's also done some really good things. Yep. Like he's made some awesome movies. Yep. He's made some movies that are not so good. Yep. He's done some things that are really good. He built a church. He's done some things that are horrible, went on an anti-Semitic rant while he was either high or drunk or something of the sort and apparently beat his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He has done some really stupid things, haven't we all? Yeah, I don't recall the last time I went on an anti-Semitic rant and beat my girlfriend, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I was drunk one day. We've done some dumb things. Yeah. You've done some dumb things. Definitely. I've done some dumb things. Not the same dumb things and not as loudly as he did them. Definitely. Except I bet you've yelled at your girlfriend. Mm, probably yeah. yelled at her. I know I've yelled at my wife. Oop, you're getting added now, Dave. You're, you're putting yourself out there. But the Inviting. difference is there wasn't somebody recording the conversation and posting it on Twitter. This or is true. Or whatever it was posted on. 
or the I news or wherever his went. So all of a sudden now he is being he is canceled. Or has been attempted to be canceled. Yeah, I mean his his career is definitely uh, curtailed. Yes, yes. over actions that a lot of people have done, and I bet have done a lot worse than what he did. Who, because it didn't make it in the news, or they were not as big a name, or they were not a target. That's the thing: is a lot of people have done those things, but they're not celebrities. They're not out there in the right. public eye, and. With the increased uh, celebrity status, with the increased visibility, comes increased, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Increased blowback from those yes. awful things. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's like high risk, high reward. I don't, I, don't, yes. I don't like using that because that's, that sounds like it's, it's if you though. do scary things, you get better, but you might get caught. Don't do the scary things. But there's yeah. A, there's a story years ago about Amy Grant. You know who Amy Grant is. Yeah. The Christian singer. Who for years was this this image of the girl next door, this clean-cut image. And she was on holidays, mid-80s. This was in the paper. I was reading an article about it a year or two ago. Her and her girlfriend and her husband. I don't think Amy Grant was married at the time. I don't believe she might have been. Anyway, it doesn't matter but their husbands or boyfriends or something. And they were down on an island off the coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. Private island, apparently. The beach was private. And they were skinny dipping. How dare they? How dare they? And word got out that Amy Grant was skinny dipping. Amy Grant likes that salt water and the nippy nips. Well, the Christian <laughs> n- news media went I'm sure nuts. they lambasted her. Oh, it went How crazy. dare she? Yeah, how dare she actually have some fun on holidays? You know, scandal. It was a scandal, and it's foolish that it's a scandal. Yeah. And yet, and yet, as you said, with high risk or high profile, yeah, increased increased risk. visibility, you get increased blowback. I like yeah. that better than, than high risk, high reward. And she was a she was a target. She's a Christian artist. She was at the height of her game. Mm-hmm. There weren't even any photographs. It just was a story got out. They had done it, and she and she agreed with it. But she said, you know. Canceled. Why does it matter? You know, it was why, me and a Why friend. does it matter? Hers is innocuous. Hers is just a, a simple lifestyle choice that didn't hurt anybody. Mel Gibson's not quite in the same ballpark. No, although I agree with you that, that if you are a celebrity. You're under you higher scrutiny. careful. Yes, that's you the trade-off. You, you get the money, you get right. the fame. You get all the extra responsibility that comes with it. But I do worry that we do all this and we we look at these heroes, if you will, that are artists, our singers, our actors, our presidents. You know, mm-hmm. we look at these and we say, you have to be held up to a higher, you know, up here at a higher standard. Now, I'm not going to do that, but you have to. Yeah, and if don't. you don't do it, I'm going to go on Twitter, I'm going to go on Facebook, and I'm going to beat you down. I'm going to make sure everybody else that I know also beats you down. Yeah, make a dog pile of it. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of that. I'm not either. And I, I, and view I agree those things, with Chris Rock, who says, is making fun funny stuff. I'll, I'll get back to that in a second. Okay. 
I, I do agree that I feel like using Twitter and social media as a, a megaphone for people's voices to call out people doing awful things is a, is like a is like a tool or or arguably you could almost call it a weapon of sorts but it gets misused and it's a weapon that I like the fact that we have access to because it allows us to hold people accountable and it 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 the the fear of it existing is good because I think it keeps some crappy people from doing crappy things because like if they're high profile they're unlike they're less likely to do a crappy thing because getting caught is that much more catastrophic to them even if it's not illegal just doing crappy things like yelling anti-semitic slurs on a phone line um but it's oh i lost my light you just lost your light will i did let me see if i can turn my lighting up uh give me a second so while he works on that as i still have my light the other one who this happened with a while ago is Gina Carano. Hers is a really interesting angle as she was a conservative. And she... How dare she be conservative? How dare she be conservative is exactly right. <laughs> As when you look at, like, she never, it wasn't racist. It was not, it wasn't gross. It was not, it just was conservative. And they canceled her for being conservative. And they still have canceled her. Her, her Nazi comments weren't exclusively conservative. There was a certain amount of... Uh aggression to them not i'm not i'm not saying that they were inherently awful i'm just saying they weren't just conservative they were a little harsh i don't agree with her canceling let me put that out there but i'm just saying that to be, be let's be honest about what she said it wasn't exclusively conservative she made and she alluded to i'm trying to remember exactly the con are you pulling up the tweets i'm getting the comment right here perfect thank you uh, but i want to go i want to quickly actually we'll, we'll finish this first then i'll go back to chris rock there, I'll let you read it. Nope. Once I get rid of Newsweek's. Last. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children, because history is edited. Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? It's <coughs> it's very different because the Nazi party incentivized it, like like actively and literally. It wasn't just you know metaphorical or alluded to. Yes, except for that does not answer the question that that is not a that is it's, not a horrible thing to say. It's comparing her persecution to that of of Jews, which is a, a terrible comparison. It's a terrible comparison. No, as this was before she was canceled. So this is what no, I know I'm I'm saying that how her comparing the treatment of Jews to hating someone for their political views, it, that is not an apples to apples comparison. Like that is a wildly. So her question at the end is, how is that any, how is that any different? Now it implies there's Great no difference, different. but her question, yeah. it allows you to answer the question. It's not stating a fact. It's it's implying you read an between answer. the lines. That's so that's, that's, that's an a non-question. 
But is but are we not allowed to ask a question like that? You you, you can ask a question Apparently like that. Apparently, we can't. Is she lost it? <laughs> It's she the way she asked the question. If she asked it like a legitimate question, it's one thing. She's well, asking the question as a as a. She's making the well, statement. So now as we're a not question. allowed to ask a leading question. It's it's not just a leading question, like she's asking how is that any different? As if she thinks that it. Sorry, she's saying how is that any different? Because she thinks that they're not different. I they are that. very different. I get that. I get that. And I I want to be clear. I don't think that this justifies cancellation. But I'm saying okay. that. Her, her tweet is not innocuous. It's not like pristine. It's not a hundred percent. Okay. It does not justify canceling. You don't agree it, with her tweet. No, there are millions of people who did. Yeah. And I don't agree with them either. Okay. That's all right. But it's how not, can we go through society? If something like this, which is not a horrible thing to say, this is not this it's is not an pretty, evil thing to say. This is an opinion that that ended with a question, <laughs> even a leading question, but it's a question. It's not saying you're wrong if you believe XYZ. It it's is saying how is that any different? It is very sort of looking for. It makes Her equivocating or asking that question about, you know, that level of persecution being the same as her having different political views belittles just how extreme the persecution that she's comparing her political viewpoint to. Does that, does that make sense? Like, they are, they are, those those two things are so vastly different that, so yes, when- that's, a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty dumb take. Is it is it a cancelable take? I don't think so, but it is it is, it is a pretty so here dumb take. Is, who is this lady? Um, this is she was a senator, former, who actually she called her a Nazi, and she said she was a Nazi. She hangs around with white supremacist. Yeah, that's stupid. Which is not true. And do we cancel yeah. her? No. We should. Well, it, it, by we the should. laws with which we cancel Gina Corona, then yes, we should have. Because yes, we should stupid have. Stupid take. Now, those, I don't those are think, both stupid takes. I don't think either one of those is that horrible of a thing to say. I think if you have to pick between the two, it's it's the one who makes, this. makes a statement. It said, "You're she a, was Nazi. a Nazi and hangs out with white supremacists." Like, yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. How do we have a society in which this is okay in a response and the other one is not, and we expect it's, society to be healthy? I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, it's it's a power that's being misused. I like that we have it, but I wish we would stop misusing it. I think that it needs to be used more responsibly. Ooh, I moved my camera too high. There we go. That works. Thank you. I have the power. I have the power. Well, I think as we as we wrap up this episode, Will, I I I'm not a fan of culture of cancel culture. Cancel culture. You know that. I hate it. Yeah. It is in its worst uses. There is no justification 
for censorship. Yeah. There and, just isn't. Yeah. And all it is well, I don't is think a it's, social don't, version of censorship. Yeah, but see, that's fine. Like social censorship when like how to word this. I appreciate social censorship because people are still allowed to say whatever they want to say, but there may be consequences, socially speaking, not legally speaking, not from the government, but socially speaking, there may be consequences. If you're going to say dumb things, people are going to treat you like a dummy. So and I would agree I'm okay if with it that. were a majority of people who treated you like a dummy. And yes. But yes. it's not a majority, Pe- it's the vocals. It's the vocal yes. minority. It's, it's a vocal that, minority. And that's a problem to me. I, I agree with that. I would say I agree with that. Yes, it's it's not. So, it, oh my God, did we agree on something else? I know, right? So, like Are from we from end from the show with agreement. I was I was going to end it with a PSA actually about that, but you finish your thought first. I don't even know what it was. I was so taken aback by the fact that you, said, <laughs> you agreed with me that I'm done. So, so I feel like I feel like all of this conversation has kind of led to like for all all you two people watching, this is a PSA from from Papa Will and Granddaddy Dave. Cancel culture is a big responsibility. It's a very powerful weapon. Use it carefully. <laughs> or just don't. Or just so, don't. Yeah, or just don't. <laughs> by the way, by the way, yes. the rapper is Kodak Black. And apparently I was wrong. It, it's estimated to be $100,000 he threw into the ocean, not $10,000. So he's 10 times as stupid. Mathematically. Hold on. I'm looking for the video. With that kind of money, he could have fixed his haircut. For those of you who may or may not Google him (laughs) at any point this week. (laughs) Hold on. I'm looking for the video. Uh, It's it's on our Twitter. I I, I commented on it. Yeah, I can't pull that up in a hurry wheel. Oh. You don't get to look at my pristine tweets. Yeah, you just Kodak Black throws money off boat. Do you think you can pull it up on the screen or are you just going to watch it yourself? I'm going to pull it up on the screen in a minute here. If I can find it on YouTube. End the show on a bang, baby. YouTube. Okay, I just got to go to YouTube. It's usually the best way to do it. I'm going to find this. Kodak, Kodak, like the film. Black like the color. Black throws money. Okay, here we go. Let's get this on the screen. There you go. I don't know if we need any commentary or anything, but... Gonna wait for the ad to skip. Yeah, some guy's gonna talk about it first. There he's throwing he- money in the in the water. <laughs> you know, oh, he missed some. Got to make sure that gets there too. Got to make sure all that water. So, how do we know that's real money? We don't. We we really don't. I mean, it's just even the fact that someone does that, even if they were faking it and thinks that that makes them cool, is like, <laughs> bruh. You could you could have. Uh, and we're just gonna make so sure much. we have a cameraman there to take. A video of the fact that I'm throwing oh, money I mean, in the water. Uh, yeah, it's it's as I said on Twitter, very fitting because like, someone posted that video and and their their tag to it was Trump pardoned this idiot as one of his final acts of president. That was actually a very conservative person that said that, so and why did I he, commented. 
Why did he pardon Why him? Why did he pardon him? Yeah. Who knows? Nice teeth. Like right? I said, a fitting move considering the rest of the presidency. Okay, Mike I have what? to go What's back. You have to see oh, his teeth. teeth. Oh, yeah. The grills, baby. Is that what they are? Yeah. I, I don't oh, know anything about go. them apart from the fact they're grills. That's the extent of my knowledge. Are they gold grills? I mean, he probably wants you to think they are. I don't know if they are or not. Fool's gold. That's what they are. Ha! <laughs> nice. Oh. What is that? Is that a, is it, would that be a double entendres or a double entendre? What would you call Something that? Something like that. He also like that. Like I said, he could have, he could have got a lot of nice haircuts at that hundred grand. That's right. Or a nice That's car. Maybe a new boat. So Will, on that note, I think we should end this show because we agreed on something. So <laughs> Take it and run with it. Right there. So do you have any words of wisdom for our fine feathered listeners? Feathered? Yes. Feathered friends. Stay safe and don't die. <laughs>